0: Front offices and coaching positions are changing all over the NFL. How does that affect the draft? And who are we going to see where? It's a lot at the top, starting today with Chicago and Arizona on Locked On NFL Draft.
1: You are Locked On NFL Draft. Your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of the Locked On NFL Draft Show. I'm your host, former NFL and AFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. And of course, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Tracy from Rogue Analytics and Locked On Chiefs. You also can find him on Twitter at Ryan Tracy NFL. You can find me on Twitter at Eric underscore Crocker and also one of the hosts of Locked On 49ers. We want to thank you for making us your first listener of the day and also let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, Bet online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. Ryan, we want to start talking about d- definitely that that number one overall pick, and it's the Chicago Bears, and they have a very interesting situation there. And there's a few different ways that they can take it. All right, but Justin Fields, you traded up to get him uh, a couple years ago, yep. and I think you can you can look at that situation. And know that all situations that the quarterbacks go into are not created equal, right? You, you have some teams that go to terrible situations. Look at what Trevor Lawrence had to deal with, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. They get that coach out of there. They bring in a new head coach with Doug Peterson. And that's been awesome. And what do you know? They're in the playoffs a year after Lawrence just was not good his rookie year. Yeah. Other guys, Mac Jones, right? He, he played all his rookie year and went to the playoffs, went to a Pro Bowl. Right. And you say, well, you know, that's a guy. And then all of a sudden it falls off a cliff the next year when you have a new officer coordinator where things aren't meshing. And now all of a sudden it's It's like, well, they try to go and get a new quarterback. Looks pedestrian. Should they go with Bailey Zappi? Like it looks weird. Right. Justin Fields was drafted by a previous regime, a previous GM, previous head coach. And his rookie year, like most of the other rookies, was not great. And then you look at this year. Fast forward to this year. I think it's clear that he had to carry a lot of everything that was going on. But there were certain areas of his game that I want to see him progress at. And I don't think he has. Now, you can blame certain, you know, is it the offensive line? Oh, they can't protect. Is it the pass catchers, even though they tried to trade for Chase Claypool? Whatever it is, you just know when you're watching they are really struggling in the passing game. Run game, he's been amazing. Making plays with his legs, amazing. Running for 1,000 yards, all those things we see, all the excitement and the ability. Talent was never his issue. But one thing that was very clear when he was coming out of college, the anticipatory throws just were not there. Yeah, All the ability in the world. Most talented quarterback in that class. But he was just a tick late and wanted to wait to see guys open. Well, you know you can't do that at the next level. And I think that that's leading to some of the things we're seeing from the pocket, whether it's, you know, uh, the anticipatory throws, right, not having them, and then running, maybe running into sacks or running for his life, Um, you know, having to run for a bunch of yards, pulling the ball down too soon uh, when maybe he can throw it with timing while a lot of other quarterbacks, they throw it while they're getting hit. He's like, well, I'm not going to take this shot and throw it. I'm just going to do what's comfortable for me. I say all that to say they got the number one overall pick. Do you think that's a scenario where Chicago Bears say, we're going to reset. We, we, we've seen he, that he's talented. But have we seen enough to where, hey, this is for sure the long-term guy when you have an opportunity to reset your rookie quarterback's contract and build around another guy? And obviously in that situation, you would trade away Justin Fields. Yeah. Do you think that's something that they'd be open to? That's
0: it's a really interesting question, and it's it's – Two pronged here for Ryan Poles, who is the new GM in Chicago. He's been there just a year. Uh, he, he was still working uh, for the Chiefs like a week before last year's Senior Bowl because I remember running into him in mobile. That was interesting, right? That's a lot of pressure in one year. He has a couple things going for him. Um, Lovey Smith, for all you Bears fans, he's helped you out yet again in getting Texans that win. So now you have the number one, but it puts more pressure on the front office on Ryan Poles, on Ian Cummings, on the entire staff, because it really comes down to that question. Is Justin Fields in 2023, do you project him to be better than one of the top two choices? And everybody's got a little bit of flavor. You know, there's there's more teams that consider C.J. Stroud possibly the number one overall now. So I can't, I can't say what their front office feels. But that's really the question, is do you feel you have enough upside left in Justin that he can surpass, at least in the, in the near term before his rookie contract runs out, both those quarterbacks? I think right. it's, it's pretty clear to me. I don't know what they think. But it comes down to this. They're making a trade. They're either trading the number one pick or they're trading Justin Fields. Something's happening. There's no way that they can keep both because I guarantee you his performance will go down the drain if they draft a replacement. If you do that, you can't really afford to keep a top number one, one overall pick on the bench. If you go quarterback there, you got to play him. So there's no reason to keep both. So one of those trades is going to happen. The question for me is that transition that everybody has – to the NFL. He's already made it. Has he struggled? Yes. What do you anticipate for Bryce Young and CJ? That's the big question is, is the, the delivery of the ball, the understanding of, of NFL defenses enough from what you've seen from CJ that you can see him making the jump. We all know that he started to use his legs and kind of check that box for all of us, right? The question is for Bryce, can he survive the NFL? That's going to be the question there. It, it's really projecting those two guys against Justin Fields, in my opinion. What do you think?
1: I think that's a great question, and I think that's one that we'll answer on the other side here. <laughs> so now it's pinning those two guys, right? Bryce Young, CJ Stroud against Justin Fields as prospects. All right, We'll talk about our thoughts on that and more next. First, we want to tell, tell you all about our good folks over at LinkedIn. All right, And as a small business owner, owner myself, I know you got to find people. You got to hire people. You got to find the right people. And where's the best way to find them in 2023? It's definitely LinkedIn Jobs, all right? It's gonna help you quickly attract qualified candidates to your job openings with all the great targeting tools that they have. You can identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy for you to screen and rate applicants uh, based on all of your job qualifications all on one platform. So what are you guys gonna do, man? You guys are gonna go LinkedIn Jobs and it's gonna help you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. All right. So post your jobs for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I also want to let y'all know that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, all right. And if you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories that come with it, you got to try Built Bar, all right. We just go through, got through the holidays. I know everybody has the new goal, right? New year, new me, you want to get healthy and all that stuff. Well, if that is the case, then Built is for you. You got to try it. With Built, Healthy is actually tasty. And seriously, there's no, it's so delicious that you won't think that they are good for you. You're going to be like, no, nah, there's too much sugar in this. No, it's just sweet. And, it's very good for you. All right, what makes Bill Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, 100% real chocolate, and they come in unbelievable flavors. You got churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, all kind of amazing flavors that they have for you. Now, I'm not sure how Bill does it, but. These bars taste like a candy bar. And while maintaining amazing macros, if you're into counting your macros, this is the best thing for you. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now, you don't need to go order it on Built.com. You know why? Because now you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club. And for people like me, who... We don't have all kinds of stores and options here in this little town I live in, Monticello, Arkansas. We have one store, and that is Walmart. And now you can go get built Bars from there. That's right, head to your nearest Walmart, walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of built Bars, and you can pick up the four box cookies and cream, the double chocolate, the coconut puffs, and they also have them at Sam's Club where you can grab a 13-bar box with all the flavors, brownie batter, churro, everything that you want. So thank me later. And head to your nearest Walmart to go get that. Yeah. RJ, one want to thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen every day. And we want to let you know that you need to subscribe right now to the Locked On NFL podcast and daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday and Monday. Local insiders cover the weekend with two game episodes, Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Exciting times right now, man. It's the it's the playoffs and everybody's getting ready to play. I know my uh, 49ers they play this week and they play Saturday. Uh they had a quarterback in this draft. Uh one of these guys we are talking about right now, right? Trey Lance drafting in the same class as Justin Fields and we're trying to figure out what to do with Justin Fields. So, now the question, if if all three of these guys were coming out of college, mm-hmm. Justin Fields, Bryce Young, and CJ Stroud, all right, you hadn't seen Justin Fields play in the NFL yet. Who would be the first guy? Now, I know that's obviously like, you know, you got two Ohio State guys, but don't scout the helmet and just act like they play for different teams. But which one of those guys would probably be the first quarterback taken? For me, it'd still
0: be Bryce Young um, ahead of both of them in either class. The question for hmm. me would be, Who do you prefer out of the two quarterbacks? And I don't know if you have them stacked the same way, but it's pretty, pretty close. I will say that I feel like CJ's had the the benefit of some better targets, although Justin had some nice ones as well. I I felt like Justin processed the game a little bit quicker uh, and was a little bit more in command of his offense at the college level. We haven't seen that translate. So for me, I'm still hung up on the transition to the league. How do you see these three guys?
1: When I look at those guys, man, I'm really big on what can you teach and what can't you teach. And when you look at Justin Fields, he just has a lot of traits that you can't teach that the other guys just don't truly possess, right? His God-given ability, being able to just run fast. And that's not needed, but as you can see, in a pinch, in a situation that's less than ideal, he can <laughs> run 4,000 yards and really help you and kind of carry an offense. He has a big arm. He can throw the ball far down the field. I, I think the most important part is accuracy, and he was extremely accurate at Ohio State. And I think that's one of the more underrated aspects of his game. I mean, he can throw the ball anywhere on the field and be accurate with it. He was really good to all levels and really higher than anyone else in that class, not named Mac Jones. All right. So he was an accurate guy. So then you look at the size, the body, right? Six, 230 pounds compared to these other guys. So there were just so many things where I think he would still be number one on my board. Now the issue is, can you teach him to be more that anticip- anticipatory thrower? And that's the part that he's missing in the NFL. And I think now if you told me, hey, he's going to struggle with that aspect of it, whether it's because of the weapons, maybe it's the coaching, whatever it is, but just if you draft him to the Bears again, that that may be a problem because he showed it in college and now he's showing it in the NFL. Now that's the bigger question. Mm-hmm. So I think because I have that question with can he just improve on that right now, I tend to lean more towards the, the other guys and more specifically Bryce Young. Okay. I think Bryce Young would be the first guy that I would take, and I really see no issues. If you are able to get anything remotely close to a first-round pick for Justin Fields, which I think you you maybe can because he is so talented, Mm -hmm. and let's say a a team like Carolina or, I mean, this could be a bunch, the Saints, or where does Peyton
0: uh, – Where does Sean Payton land?
1: Yeah, where does Sean Payton land, right? Like all these people that are really good with quarterbacks, and it's like, hey, I know exactly how – I would use this guy in the situation I would put him in. Man, if you get one of those type of coaches to say, "Hey, we'll we'll trade a first round pick for him," because we could put him in the right situation. And I mean, you're you're uh, just a little bit older than myself, but thanks, man. <laughs> do you do you remember everything that was surrounding Brett Favre when he was traded from the Atlanta Falcons to Green Bay Packers? Like, what what were the talks surrounding that? Not that, that old,
0: dang, dude. But, hey, I, I mean, I remember the concept, right? Like, I'm still pretty young at that time, too. I'm not not—I'm not in the grave yet. Bro. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that's the big thing is, like, the first glimpse, does that really tell you what somebody can become when they're outside the organization, when they have a different coaching staff, when they have somebody who has a different philosophical look at how to play the position? I think that's part of the issue. As much as I think Matt Nagy is a good as a coordinator, I don't know that he's a guy that can solo, you know, raise up, and, and teach an NFL quarterback from a guy that needed work coming out. So if a guy like Peyton, maybe maybe that changes everything. McVeigh, I don't know. I think the golf experiment maybe that limits things, but who knows what's going to happen with McVeigh either. I think it has to be about fit with Justin as well. And right now, because it's a trade and he's, he's under contract with another team, it's really difficult
1: to try to pin down. So are you trading him? If you're Me? Ryan Poles, you're Eberflus. Are you trading him and drafting? Bryce Young, number one overall.
0: Absolutely not. Not unless somebody just makes me a stupid offer. I'm trading out of that number one spot. I'm collecting probably two number ones and a couple of twos, maybe a three as well. And I'm going to stack things around him. I'm going to give him absolutely no excuse. And if it doesn't work out and we're in the top 10 again next year, then I look at what I have to do at that point after having built up the team around him so if you do end up having to replace him by the end of his rookie contract you have you should have better pass protection in place you should have better weapons in place you should have a better defense in place
1: and you're not even thinking about Will Anderson I'm not because that's part of it right putting things around him a guy that can be a it game is. changer a game wrecker and now all of a sudden that defense starts to play better it takes a little bit of pressure off of Justin Fields it,
0: it does but i will say this and and we'll we'll have to talk will later but uh, one of one of my first comps or will anderson was a guy who just left there and when khalil Mack left the defense didn't fall apart right it's difficult to make that kind of impact especially as a rookie in in a defensive position that can counteract a whole quarterback so i would rather trade back you might just have to trade back to like three maybe you still get will so is is the the machinations between dropping down a slot or two now that houston might have to come back up because they're scared like you might be able to get will anderson anyway and collect a slew of picks all
1: right that'd be awesome if they're able to do that Uh, we're going to talk about one more organization and some of the things that they have pertaining to the draft and how the heck are they going to do this without a gm without a head coach maybe the staff in place has something in play we're going to talk about that next, but first we got to mention betonline.net and how it is your number one source for all of your sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football, college bowl season, basketball, you had the World Cup, BetOnline.net has it all. And if you're a sports podcast lover like myself, and I'm pretty sure y'all are, y'all listening to us right now, uh, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get all of the betting information that you need. Head to the website today to use your mobile device to learn more about BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so the Arizona Cardinals. They have a lot of weird things going on right now. I, I believe <laughs> that they prematurely signed Kyler Murray. And it just okay. never felt right. It was a team that everybody's talking about his leadership. Leadership, leadership. How are you supposed to play the quarterback position? And you can't lead. And then, you know what? We know you can't lead. We're trying to put a clause in your contract so that you have to study four hours a week. Four hours a week. That's it. Right? Yeah. So, we're, we we don't trust you. We don't think you're a leader, but we're going to give you all this money. And in turn, I think that has made it extremely difficult for them to bring in anyone that's really going to help this situation out. So how the heck do you fix a team that got the number three overall pick? That's awesome. And maybe we're talking about Will Anderson. Maybe somehow, someway, he, fought, he slides to them. But Kyle Murray, just, he's coming off of a torn ACL all right, next year. So he's not even going to have an offseason with whoever the new head coach is. And can't trust him already, like we said. Do you go and get a guy that you can trust? Maybe in the, you know, day two of the draft, day day three of the draft, maybe early on day three, do you say, you know what? We're, we're going to actually have this kind of thing in place to where if it doesn't work out for whatever reason. Now, I still, because I'm not a capologist, I don't know how they're going to work this out. They just paid, extended him for a ton of money. But do you yeah. have some type of plan B? getting ready in uh, middle rounds, and if so, who could that be?
0: I I think you have to, and I mean, let's be honest. Steve Kime is is stepped away in lieu of being fired for for health reasons, right? Because this has got to be stressing him out, having given that contract. Now you have to come up with a a plan B, probably a plan C, without all that money to spend. I think they like what they have in-house pretty well. I thought David Blau played really well down the stretch as the third quarterback. But you always got to foster competition. And so the three guys they have, I think, stay. But you got to look in this draft. There's a couple of guys in particular that stand out to me that people have questions about. Can they jump to the next level? Do they deserve a top 100 pick? In, in both cases, in my opinion, it's no, but. As a guy that comes in to compete to be a third, that maybe has something to him, has some moxie, has some some X factor that maybe he's not the strongest arm, maybe he's not the, the quickest release, maybe he's not the guy that that you think can be a franchise quarterback, but he can be a franchise supporting quarterback, right? Those guys come down to Max Duggan and Stetson Bennett. Guys you can get, I think, on day three and maybe prop up your quarterback room, if not your number one quarterback. What, do you like either of those, or am I crazy?
1: I don't like what I've seen from Max Duggan okay. down the stretch. I think he's a good college quarterback. Stetson Bennett, though, I think he's someone who can potentially, again, will he be a starting quarterback in the NFL? I don't know. But if you're able to draft him in the fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, whenever that is, whenever Stetson Bennett, that that guy, hit what his skill set fits wherever he's drafted, if he can come in and be a borderline starter slash backup quarterback and be a long-term guy, I I think that would be a win. And he has, like you said, you mentioned kind of like that grit, that moxie that he has to him. Knowing a guy that has that, knowing a guy what it takes to win a championship, uh, knowing a a guy that um, understands what it takes to lead men, and he's been through so much adversity, right? Uh, This is not a perfect Situation for a guy. he and You can look at what he's doing at Georgia and back-to-back championships, and it's like, well, he plays for Georgia, but it's a guy that had no offers coming out. Yep. This is a guy who had to go, you know, leave Georgia and walk uh, and, and go to a junior college and then come back. And then when he came back, it's like, okay, I'm back on scholarship, but they still have all these other guys ahead of me, and I have to try to beat them out. Then they bring in JT Daniels, and I have to beat him out, and I, he had to prove himself. Over and over and over to where eventually, hey, I, yeah, I'm 25 years old, but now I'm two-time champion. And I think somebody like that would be really good for an organization. And the best thing for him is a guy like Brock Purdy continue to be good because these are guys that are undersized, maybe don't have the biggest arm, but they have that mobility and a team could just see it, right? Well, it's like, all right, can we get this type of guy from And I think that's the type of guy that he is if you put the right pieces in. Around him. And I think right now, Arizona Cardinals, they, they do have it. They, they have it. Now we'll see, because you mentioned before we started, they might be in the market for trading nuke. So, I mean, that that's something that will kind of hurt them a little bit, you know, uh, offensively. But even then, I'm, and I'm pretty sure AJ Green, I mean, I think he's done. So you kind of got to start over at the receiver position. They let Christian Kirk walk a couple years ago. So you got to revamp that receiver room. Uh, you got a running back there, James Conner, but. I think it, that's the toughest part. Who Who's going to be the pass catchers for whatever? Trey McBride, I like him. He he started coming mm-hmm. on towards yeah. the end of the year, but really tough situation.
0: I mean, yeah, tough is probably not even the right way to put it. It's it's crazy. And the only reason I mentioned Max Duggan in the same breath with Stetson Bennett is we, we got to give guys credit for getting their teams to the national championship game. And and I give Duggan a little bit more credit. There's all those people that are going to say, hey, yeah, 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 you're a quarterback, but you played for Georgia. Okay, well, you still had to play. It, it's yeah. just you had more support, sure, but you still got to lead that. You still got to go out and do your job. It's not like you hand the ball off every time, never threw a pass. But Duggan, I think, is a different situation because none of his support staff came through in the national championship right. game. And he actually had put more on his shoulders. So that's why I just I just think both of them can be had in, in the late fifth onto the seventh round, maybe even UDFA. And if they just bring that heart that they both showed Maybe they can push to be that third quarterback that can then develop into the backup that might give you a safety blanket. That's really what it is. But here's the other thing, too. Uh, Right now, as I just checked, Arizona's sitting at number three, and you got a quarterback. You can't get out of it. They need to be shipping that thing out of there, too, because they need as many picks as possible. I like what they did on their defensive line. Obviously, you're losing a Hall of Famer in J.J. Watt. But you have some young players there, including Cam Thomas. You guys heard me talk about him all off season last year. He's got the most efficient pass rush of anybody in the rookie class. He's coming on. My J. Sanders is there. What else can you do to help Zevin Collins? What else can you do to somebody help Buda Baker out? Will you? Like, there's a lot of things you can do to help the team overall, knowing that you have to have that quarterback. So I say they got to trade out as well.
1: That's going to be a tough situation. I'm curious to see how it plays out. Adam Peters, they tried to interview him. Uh, He is the assistant to the GM for John Lynch, and Alan Peters said, uh, no, thank you. I want no parts of that situation. So they got to get a coach. They got to get a GM. And their staff right now, I'm pretty sure the the scouts that are in place, they are working overtime to make sure that that thing doesn't fall completely off of the train tracks. Uh, We're going to be back on Monday with another mock draft so you already know what that means man we appreciate y'all and want to thank you for making locked on nfl draft your first listen and now for your second listen check out the locked on nfl podcast bringing you the local insights that you love on the national spotlight with the daily conversations on the biggest nfl stories which right now we already know what those are the biggest stories it's the playoffs Got all those games coming up this weekend and Monday Night Football. Can't wait for that. And you can get all that information out Locked On NFL available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. But that's gonna do it for this episode. Again, I'm Eric Crocker. You can find me on Twitter at Eric underscore Crocker or Locked On Forty Nine. You've got Ryan Tracy at Ryan Tracy NFL on Twitter. And obviously, of course, Locked On Chiefs and Rogue Analytics. But um mock Monday coming up. We'll see y'all then. Peace.